Listener Production. Welcome to Tasmanian Tucker as we cross our magnificent state to discover the very best in food and drinks. From our finest restaurants to our humble takeaway stores. From craft beers to award-winning Tasmanian wines, our search is designed to cater to all tastes. In this episode of Tasmanian Tucker, we send Triple M's Woody and Tubes to meet Tasmania's cake queen, Maria Kumandoris, whose cakes and slices are proudly sold daily at Husband Michael's shop, Just a Bite. I reckon I'm with um, Tasmania's most modest cake maker. I mean, you are incredible. You have won so many awards and Hobart, wait until you hear some of the cakes that this beautiful, amazing local woman has made because it defies gravity. Thank you. <laughs> um, where did your inspiration come from for cooking? Was it was it innate? Was it from childhood or? Well, my mum used to make us pretty cool cakes when we were younger, and she'd do like all her the um, friends' kids' cakes, and you know. So I kind of grew up around her in the kitchen cooking, and also being Greek. You know, we, we love food and everything. But um, when I had my first son, uh, that was in 2010, I actually suffered from postnatal depression. So I didn't know, I didn't know at the time, but then I started like just getting in the kitchen, getting cooking, baking, and it started to make me feel a bit, you know, happy. (laughs) Um, So yeah, it was kind of my little, how can I explain, you know, just helped me out of the really dark place that I was in. And then I got really, really got into it. so I started doing my son's birthday cakes. So by his third birthday, it got pretty like pretty cool actually. And everyone was like, you should actually do this as a living, you know, you should think about it. And I'm like, well, why not? Like I'm just, you know, I'm a stay-at-home mum at the moment. So I started up Cake Queen Oz and yeah, I created Cake Queen Oz um, and went from there just started with family and friends birthday cakes and just wanted to challenge myself so what an incredible story I know lately there is a whole movement about mindfulness which is where you can focus or channel your energies um I did drawing I'm a terrible drawer I do stick men (laughs) my mum does not want to put any more of those up on her fridge but it sounds like that you discovered that before it actually became a thing because that would have been a really challenging time at home postnatal depression and, and I think many, many years ago, people weren't talking about it as openly as they do now. That's right. There wasn't as much information out there about it. And it took me quite a while to actually realise there was something really wrong. Like, I couldn't understand why I was feeling the way I was feeling. And, you know, being a new mum, you're like, you should be this, you should be that. But, and I wasn't. And I was like, why? You know, what's wrong with me? And it took a while, it took a few trips to the GP. And then, we like, one day I just broke down and they're like, you know, we think this and this, and um, you should speak to a professional about getting some help. And I did. And, you know, without that, without that conversation, would have been a whole lot, you know, very different um, upbringing for my firstborn, if that... Yeah. But I think it's incredible that you managed out of that very dark time to create something so beautiful. Like, you would never realise that the story behind... Because what you do would be joy. Like, I'm just looking at them going, oh, it is. I wouldn't even want to hack into one. Like, is there a little bit of your soul that crushes every time someone gets the knife out and hacks your gate? 
there is, especially if I'm at the birthday and they go, can you cut the cake for us? <laughs> and uh, that is my nightmare. I hate it. I'm literally like crying inside when I'm cutting up the cake. But um, yeah, it's really, it's really therapeutic. I find it really therapeutic. Some people can't understand that. They're like, oh my God, this is a nightmare. You know, what? how can you possibly enjoy doing this? But to me, it just kind of I'm really obsessive and I'm really like I'll put my all into something and totally focus on it and then you know and then I'll be so proud and you know with the outcome or not all the time but most of the time so it's it's a really good um like when you do suffer from something like that it's a really good way of you know just taking your mind taking your mind off it and Now, we were just talking before about a guitar, a life-size guitar that you made and it did it upright. Not flat, upright. Where was the madness behind that? Well, it was actually for my uncle's 60th birthday and he's really creative and he's built me lots of things like cubby houses and stuff, so I wanted to do something really special for him. So mum went and stole his bazooki because he plays the bazooki, which is a Greek guitar, and um, she, while he was at work one day, she went and got it, bought it to me so I could do like a replica life-size bazooki cake. And I was like, I'm not going to make it flat. That's too easy. <laughs> we'll try and make it upright. So I didn't sleep for a week trying to work out the structural stuff that I was going to put in it to keep it upright. And it looked absolutely amazing. Um, I made Greek edible um, music sheets to go with it. Uh, his favourite beer, which was VB, <laughs> his witty blues, everything. I stuck it all on there. And then the one thing I forgot to do was measure my car to see if it would fit in there so that, <laughs> that I could actually deliver it to him. And it just fit. We had to pull up the back seat and cable tie it so we could get the cake in there to get it to the venue. But he was just... He was gobsmacked. Structurally, how do you get... Because it's not just that. I've seen... We're going to get to all the prizes that you've won. Because that's what I mean. I, I've met you so many times and I never even knew that you... I'd have it on a T-shirt if I could bake like that. <laughs> no way of like... Because it's a science and the precision behind it, it, it has to be methodical, right? It does. You have to kind of be... You have to be good at... It's not just cake making, right? So you need to know how to cook for starters. You have to be good with maths because there's a lot of measuring and calculating and everything. And there is like science and like almost engineering because you have to try and work out how something's going to stand up structurally. You can't just stack it all up and hope it stays there. Like a lot of the things have like wood, like I do a lot of woodwork structures that go inside the cakes to like hold them upright. Um, like I've done... Uh, life-size wine, really, it was like a 20,000 bottle of wine someone gave me to replicate. I had to give it back. <laughs> but, like, it had to be kind of tilted on a wine stand and, you know, so all that, I made all the, the structures and everything to go in it to hold it up so that it actually looked like a bottle of wine balancing. And then um, I've done, like, life-size... Uh, well, not life-size, sorry. I've done, like, a big Titanic cake, which was probably about... 80 centimetres long so um, like then I've done dinosaurs which have been up on two feet which was I think I measured it it was about 80 centimetres long and it weighed an absolute ton and as I did it it started to tilt because I hadn't thought it through very well but then I worked it out 
counterbalance the tail and whatever and it stayed upright. So These are like, like ed- edible Picassos. That's that's what it's that's what it looks like. I'm I'm not just like that looks it's incredible. Tell us about the many or some of the many, many, many awards you've won. Well, um, so I did win the Tazzy's Best Cake Maker Award, which was last year, I think, or the year before. And then this year I was nominated for it and they never actually announced a winner. So <laughs> I don't know who won that because they never they never announced it. Are you sure it was a legit cake making competition and you weren't just sending it to like say someone no, called Tubes at Triple M Breakfast with Woody and Tubes? No, no, it was run by the Mercury. So I don't know what they just seems like a whole bunch of people that want to eat cake. Is there a cake that's ever got the better of you? Yes. Tell me, this is like Superman's kryptonite? No, it was actually not even that bad and I actually it was the night before and it was a pepper pig cake. And my son was there and I picked it up and threw it on the floor and I've never done that in my life. (laughs) And he was just horrified. And I spent two hours cleaning it up and then I had to start again and have it ready by the next morning. That was a long time ago and that was the only one, thank God. (laughs) But it was just like... Yeah, and it wasn't even that much of a a tricky cake. It was just... It just wasn't happening for me that day, so... What an incredible human you are and such a great story behind it as well. And you're so bubbly and vibrant and that definitely shows in your cakes, I think. It really is such a gift. And um, thank you so much for chatting with us. Thank you for having me. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. And I hope I've inspired others to, you know, get out there and explore their inner creativity. And <laughs> Absolutely. And mum, that means you don't have to get me a Woolies cold, a Woolies... <laughs> chocolate mud cake anymore. That's what she does. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. In our next episode of Tasmanian Tucker, we'll talk to an award-winning winemaker who began his craft long before he was legally old enough to drink the wines he's become so famous for. In the meantime, enjoy your next bite and sip of Tasmanian Tucker.